Welcome back to the Optics and Magazine show. Today, I'm going to be debating with uh, Travis on issues of race relations, protesting, Antifa, BLM, and police brutality in America. I do hope you enjoy. This one took uh, a lot of preparation going into, and I think we had a pretty um, thoughtful discussion and presentation of ideas. Okay, so starting off, talking about George Floyd and police brutality. Travis, would you like to go first? All right, so first I'm going to start by summarizing um, the issue with police brutality. So we all know that on May 27, 2020, George Floyd was was held down and strangled by a, a police officer while three others held the man down. Um, this immediately sparked a lot of controversy over police and, like, renewed the police brutality um, argument that a lot of people are having. It immediately sent people into the streets fighting and, and protesting um, police brutality. Um, so let's just get, I'm going to start off this statistic as to why police brutality is an issue that affects um, black people disproportionately. So according to the Organization for Mapping Police Brutality, 24% of um, police killings, uh, violent police killings in 2019 were black. However, the population of the, the there's only a 13% black population in America, showing a disproportionality between uh, in police brutality issues. So, obviously, we can see that this is not this is unfair and not a good thing that one race is disproportionately affected by police brutality than others. But the response was people immediately going to the streets and rioting and looting, which I find to be completely morally disturbing. So the proposed solution to police brutality is to riot in the streets. So first off, to explain why this is bad, I'm, gonna, I'm going to start by giving you the Oxford definition of terrorism. Quote, <laughs> The unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians, in the pursuit of political aims. Now let's look at the riots. Unlawful and violent, check. Intimidation and tactics, check. It's against civilians, yes, in, in the pursuit of political aims. So if these rioters, they're literally fitting the definition of terrorists. I'm, I don't agree with Trump on many things, but in this I do agree that the rioters in the streets are terrorists. Um, so, and the problem, there's a lot of problems with, that go along with having terrorists that are just in America and U.S. citizens that are just terrorizing the country. Um, so in Seattle, you may have heard of the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone or CHAZ. Or I think um, it's be called the Capitol Hill Organized Protest now. So CHOP. Okay. So they've changed the name. Yeah. Well, irregardless, this is some of their demands. Their first demand is the abolition of the Seattle Police Department and the Seattle court system. This is literally insane. They want to remove the justice system in the United States. That's one of their demands for them to stop killing and rioting. Oh, and may I add something quick? Sure. Another one of their demands is the retrial of every black criminal oh, yeah. in I'm gonna Seattle. I'm going to get to all of these. I've got okay, you all got them all written down? demands on. Okay, thank you. 
Um, so the second is the use of armed force by police be banned entirely while until um, the completion of the abolition of the police department. That's a completely ridiculous. How are the police supposed to enforce the law? Uh, um, the, the third demand is the people of Seattle support black businesses just because they are black businesses, regardless of the quality or anything about the business. I'm fine with supporting black business, but when it when you say when your demand for that you'll stop killing people is that we have to support black business, put a priority on black businesses just because they're black, that's racist. That's racism. And it's ridiculous. The, the fourth demand is the federal government launches an investigation into all instances of police brutality and killings. Not only would that be extremely costly, but there's already been investigations into almost all of these anyways. Mm -hmm. So multiple in investigations are unnecessary. Other fifth demand is reparations for all victims of police brutality in a form to be determined. They can't even make up their mind. It's, it's, they can't even make up their mind on the issue, on what they want. Their sixth demand, as Caden said, is the retrial of all people of color currently in prison. And they want a retrial by a jury of their peers, which first off, they were given a jury of their peers in the first place. Second off, why would we retrial them? They were put in prison for a reason. And and then as well that only colored people, it's like they're saying that only black people or Asian people or whatever, only people of color will be retrialed. That seems just a little bit racist to me. Um, their seventh are, um, demand for them to stop killing people is to they ban imprisonment as a punishment and replace it with a quote restorative slash transformative accountability program end quote well, first off that makes absolutely no sense they just want to ban prison from Seattle and replace it with a transformative account accountability program that doesn't even make sense so yeah this is what these terrorists demand are for them to stop right in like even if these people had good terms i still wouldn't want the government to negotiate for a couple of reasons so first foreign if affairs explains quote democracies must never give in to violence and terrorists must never be rewarded for using it negotiations give legitimacy to terrorists and their methods and undermine actors who have pursued political change through peaceful means these talks can, can destabilize the negotiating government's political system, undercut international efforts to outlaw terrorism, and set a dangerous precedent, end quote. So for all these reasons, we shouldn't negotiate with them, irregardless of whether they have good terms or not, which their terms are obviously bad. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to talk about Martin Luther King Jr. So here's what he has to say on using violence to achieve political goals. Quote, it would be both cowardly and immoral for you to patiently to accept injustice. But, as you continue your righteous protest, be sure that you, the means you employ are as pure as the end you seek. Never succumb to, te to, the, to the temptation of becoming bitter. As you press for justice, be sure to move with dignity and discipline, using love as your chief weapon. Let no man pull you so low that you hate him. Always avoid violence. If you sow the seeds of violence in your struggle, unborn generations will reap the whirlwind of social disintegration." End quote. So from this quote, you, from the 
pretty, the most well-known black person ever. He's specifically telling people not to use p- violence in political, um, to not just political goals and in politics. So I just don't see how the rioters are solving for anything and their demands are insane. And then I wanna, wanna talk about another thing about these rioters. So, um, the Atlantic had an interview with Representative Ilhan Omar. He said, quote, every single fire set ablaze, every single store that is looted, every time our community finds itself in danger, it is time that people are not spending talking about getting justice for George Floyd, end quote. So I really want to highlight this because it's very telling about the state of our country. When it's more important to destroy and loot than to deal with the issue that you claim to care about, you don't care about the issue and you're just using the issue as a means to gain advantage, whether it be through stealing or looting or destroying the property of those you don't like. Um, and then also, I saw a video recently It's of an elderly black man sitting outside of a burned car, car repair shop crying. He was crying because the rioters had destroyed his shop that he'd worked his entire life to create. His entire life was destroyed by these rioters who claimed to care about black lives. And then I want to talk about stop and frisk. It's a law that police officers use. That means they can just stop any person and um, just like frisk them, obviously. It's, it's disproportionately used against black people. And it's an issue that you don't hear anything about in the mainstream media or from any protesters. This is a really important black specific issue. It's completely ignored by Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And why? Because they don't actually care about black lives and black issues. They just care about their own political agenda. So yeah, that's that's my opinion on the rioters. Okay, do you mind if I take over for a bit? What? Do you mind if I take over for a bit? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so first of all, the murder of George Floyd by Derek Chauvin rightfully caused national outrage. However, the way to address such a brutal murder in plain sight is not to go to the streets and riot and cause more deaths than um, unarmed black men killed in 2019, which was only nine. I believe there were upwards of uh, 15 deaths caused in and around uh, protests, as they've been called a lot. And many of them are peaceful protests, but many of them are also violent shows of force on who can destroy the most businesses and destroy the most lives. Um, so about your statistic about black people disproportionately being, um, killed by police, if you take it only by population, you would be correct. However, according to a statistic, um, from all of the police shootings from 2015 found by the University of Maryland and Michigan State, um, they found that in counties where blacks commit more homicides, victims from police shootings are 3.7 times more likely to be black. In counties where whites commit homicides, victims are 3.5 times more likely to be white. And in counties where Hispanics commit the most homicides, victims are 3.3 times more likely to be Hispanic. And on the national average, blacks make up 13% of the population, but are responsible for over 50% of all homicides. Meaning that if we take the average, uh, which would be 3.7% for each county, Blacks are actually not disproportionately killed by police when you take into account the crime rates in America um, in accordance with their population size. Actually, whites are disproportionately shot by police when you consider their population size and the amount of crime rate per uh, the population. 
And moving on, I completely agree with your stance on the rioters. This is definitely an issue, and we do need to take more steps in order to train officers in order to get past incidents like this. But taking to the streets, rioting, looting, and burning down people's life savings is not the answer. And it is true that the Black Lives Matter movement doesn't truly care about black lives in most situations. A man had his son murdered in 2008 by an illegal immigrant, and he went to members of the Black Lives Matter movement now, and no one has offered him any support. They've just said get over it because they care truly more about people who are coming into this country illegally than those who have been here and worked hard their entire lives, but have been in the wrong spot at the wrong time. And it is absolutely ridiculous what these protests, uh, these people in the chop are demanding retrials for every person of color is simply racist. You are saying that this person deserves to be set free because of the race and this person deserves to be in prison. And the abolishment of the justice system will only lead to more crime. Uh, and the same goes for defunding the police. According to Fox News, after um, a 600-strong New York police plainclothes unit was dissolved, shootings are up 86%, murders in New York are up 48%, and the 46th precinct in the Bronx had a 600% increase in violence after their police chief uh, left. Um, what would you like to talk about next, Travis? All right. So I want to go back to your first point. Okay. And so I think you have to ask yourself, why exactly are black people 50, do black people make up 50% of homicide, um, homicide crime? So I think, I, I do not believe that there's systematic, um, racism in America. I do not believe that, but I believe that in America, we've obviously de, um, destroyed the the old system, the system of the pre-civil rights era, governmentally. But I believe that socially and culturally, um, um, specifically the black community has not recovered from the um, pre-civil rights uh, era system. And that's why so many black people are committing more crimes because they're more impoverished by the aftershocks of the old system, which, um, and, and poverty leads to crime. And so because of that, um, because poverty leads to crime, it's, they're more likely to commit homicides and other crimes. So I will grant you that, yes, this, that your statistics are correct and that it's not disproportionate but you have to understand the underlying reasons as to why yeah, the statistics are correct. And I actually think that's that's the conversation we should be having. What are these underlying faster factors causing the statistics? I personally think that studies repeatedly have found that in a single motherhood home, the rate of crime, school dropout, and drug use skyrockets. And in the black community in America, the single father or motherhood rate is above it's 75%. 70%. Um, which could be a very likely explanation that these young black men and women aren't getting the, the care that they need at a young age. They aren't receiving the love that would shape them into good people. Uh -huh. They're being left on their own, and bad things happen when you don't have a guiding hand to help you through life. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. But the study, I believe, I know what t- study you're talking about. And that study was found to be incorrect because um, the actual way that they did, did the study was considerably flawed in the logic and underlying like assumptions of the study. Uh, which study so was that? The one about the single fatherhood rate in the, or motherhood rate in the black community or what happens in a single mother home? What happens in single um, mother families. Okay. So I, I agree with you. I just want um, this debate to be clear that that study is not necessarily correct or incorrect. Yeah, even if the methods of uh, assumptions are still wrong, based on completely, like, data alone, there could be many other factors that affected the outcome of the um, statistic and the study. It, it could have been a ton of different other reasons, but just going off what we know for sure about um, the majority of people coming from single, single motherhood homes, it is definitely more likely, It not necessarily more likely, but more people have turned to crime based on those who have grown up with two parents. Yes, I totally agree with that. Um, the study isn't necessarily like the main major critiques of it are like are true, but at the same time, going off of what you just said, I definitely agree with you that regardless of whether that study is completely correct or completely incorrect, like com- regardless of whether the study is correct completely or not, it's still a major problem, mm-hmm. and that what you've stated, it the under underlying factors you stated are definitely a major factor in yeah. all of this. Okay. So I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, should we move on to um, different topic, perhaps Rayshard Brooks? Uh, so you want to move on to what? Rayshard Brooks. Do you know Rachel, about that case? I'm sorry. Rayshard Brooks, do you know about that case? I do not know about that case. Okay, so in short... There was a black man sleeping in his car in the drive-thru of a Wendy's. Um, somebody oh, called... Yes, yeah. I know, I know the case you're speaking of. You do? Of. Okay. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I know the case you're speaking of. Um, you want to start uh, on that? Yeah, well, I'd like to say that, in my opinion, I think use of lethal force was justified in that case. Uh, Brooks had been talking with officers for, I think, 45 minutes and was everything was going fine. I, I watched um, the body cam footage. Everything was going fine. Everything was going perfectly normal. Um, but then he failed a breathalyzer test, and officers tried to arrest him. And then Brooks uh, resisted arrest, uh, threw an officer to the ground, stole an officer's taser, and attempted to fire at the officer with his taser uh, as he was running away, and an officer shot him. And what we've found out is that Brooks actually um, was indicted on numerous. Uh, he was actually on probation from a couple of charges, and what uh, they found out was he would have. I'm sorry, you're breaking up. I can't. Hear oh, what you're sorry. Saying. Um, so Rayshard Brooks had been uh, indicted on a couple of charges, and uh, he would have actually gone to prison had he been arrested. Um, on another uh, DUI. So he was on probation for four crimes, including child cruelty. Um, let's see. Um, false imprisonment, simple battery, uh, batter, uh, battery family, and felony cruelty to children. And 
he had been um, doing fine until last December um, when he went to Ohio without informing his probation officer. So he could have been taking to jail, taken to jail um, previously, but did not. Uh, his probation officer didn't uh, take him to court. And then he got arrested here and tried to escape. So what is your opinion on that? Travis, you there? Okay, so my opinion on this is, first I want to talk about your summary of okay. the um, trial. Um, yes, you're correct. I believe this was in Georgia, yes? Um, uh, yeah, I think it was. It, it was somewhere so in the south. In the state of Georgia, a taser is considered a lethal weapon. Yeah. So... But, on the other hand, a taser carries two shots loaded in. Both of these were fired and missed. So, the use making the taser um, no longer a lethal weapon, as the only remaining thing was the stun gun, and Brooks was 18 feet away from him, making the stun gun useless. So, the, the use of lethal force was not justified. Um... In this instance, because the taser was no longer a taser, it had no more charges to fire. Only uh, the stun gun, which is not considered a lethal weapon. Uh, tasers and stun guns are actually considered the same thing. They both enact the uh, same electronic pulse on the body. Right, but the re- but here's the thing. A stun gun's only usable in close range. Brooks was 18 feet away. Um, Which meant that an officer's stun gun would not be usable against Brooks. No, the officer. No, Brooks had a stun. Had the had the taser. He, he had he one taser. The, shots from. Both officers carried a firearm and a taser on their hip. The taser on their left, gun on their right. Brooks right. took one taser from one officer. The other officer had his taser, but because it was 18 feet away, the taser would not have deployed within range. And so he used his firearm because Brooks had shown intent on resisting arrest, stealing officers' weapons, and then using them against officers. And we only found out that both shots were fired when reviewing the body cam footage and the security footage. But in the heat of the moment, you would never have been able to tell whose taser fired, how many times it was fired, and whether it had any shots in the canister left. Okay. Um, so, still... I want to point out that the use of lethal force was still unnecessary, but I do agree with you that um, this, the taser was out of range, um, so the officer could not use his taser. However, his, the officer's actions after firing the gun twice mm-hmm. um, was kicking the injured man in the head while he bled out, or not, rather in the ribs while he bled out. So yes, the use of brutal force may have been justified. Um, Brooks had not given the other officer a concussion as it was found out later. At the same time, I I still do not think lethal force was justified as, or the actions of the officer after were justified as the 
the Brooks was not in a way in a position where he could be a serious threat to the officer. And then once the officer realized that he proceeded to give Brooks CPR and ask him if he was okay and if he, he could stay with him, I think was the exact quote. Really? I had not heard that. Uh, yes, um, uh, they found that on one of the officer's body cam uh, footage. Uh, the man who shot him was was giving him CPR and uh, trying to help him. Hmm, that, that's really an odd inconsistency, which makes me it, question. It is. I haven't seen the, the footage where he actually kicked Brooks. I don't know if, if you had, and it's from a reliable so, source. I've, I've just seen the... the um, so, I'm, I'll explain and clarify what I listened. I watched an NPR interview with the chief of police in the in the city where Brooks was attacked and mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. Um. So the prosecution in the case shows a picture, not a video, of uh the officer with his foot connected to the to Brooks's ribs. Okay. So we don't know if that was just if if that was uh the officer just checking if Brooks uh, was faking being shot and would react to it. We don't know if it was actually him kicking uh, Brooks. I, I'm going to go with the reliability of the video footage. Also, the chief of police resigned after that. I'm going to have to take into question the reliability of that source because if you're just going to to get the heck out of there the next day, um, I'm not really sure if everything you said about these officers is actually going to be true or are you just trying to make a political statement about it? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on seed to you on this one as you do have video evidence and I only have a picture that the prosecution, which would be slightly biased, would be using. So, yeah. And, um, and afterward, I can send you the full uh, video footage if you want me to. Yeah, that would be awesome. Okay. Uh, what should we move on to next? Um... So, do you want to go Confederate uh, monuments? Do you want to talk about what? Uh, Confederate monuments and statues. Um, yeah, so let's talk about that. Okay. I would really like to talk about that because I think that's another instance of a instance of cancel culture yep. being ridiculous. And I've done a whole other episode on this. Uh, you can go check that out later if you want. All right. Um, so, honestly... The Confederate statues, they, I mean, re- in reality, they're not going to offend anyone. Because if you don't remember, and if, you, if you're truly offended by a statue, then there's, a, there's some underlying issues you need to address. Well, okay. First of all, I do think that people can be offended by statues, because I would be offended if somebody put up a statue of Hitler in the modern era. That's different it is different because it's actually putting putting up a statue it's not um just leaving one up robert e lee and hitler are different i would agree that jeffrey jefferson davis yes statues of him are completely unacceptable or i believe well i okay so i don't think these statues should be torn down if you're going to remove them at least put them in a museum because it's very important that we preserve the worst parts of our history to see what we've done wrong and to make sure that that never happens again. Yeah, that I is why totally agree with Auschwitz that. is preserved. That's why a factor in why we shouldn't just tear them down and ignore them. Yes. Um, Jefferson Davis was a terrible person. Robert E. Lee was just protecting his state. 
and, and he never owned slaves. They, he never condoned the owning of slaves. The same goes yeah. for Stonewall Jackson. So they, I feel like it's uneducated people just trying to be offended at everything. I know. When they talk about Robert E. Lee. I Every biography I've ever read on Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson have said that both of them very clearly did not necessarily support the owning of slaves. They fought for the South because it was their homeland and something they thought they should protect. Yeah. Um, I yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. There's really no real evidence of Robert E. Lee ever being what the cancel culture is calling him. Um, but I really want to, there's another thing I want to talk about in this same topic. Okay. Is some, I believe Black Lives Matter, uh, like people, um, so associates or people in the Black Lives Matter movement want to tear down George Washington statues. Oh, and they have actually. They have, um, statues they have. of George Washington. I did Washington. not know that. I thought they were just attempting to. No, they actually have statues of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and even even Abraham Lincoln. Uh, the the last two haven't been moved down yet. Um, but George Washington, uh, Thomas Jefferson, and Christopher Columbus statues of them have all been torn down. Um, and then people are even calling for statues of Jesus to be torn down if it looks like Jesus is being portrayed as white. Um, so yeah, I find that just to be almost ironic in a way that statues of Abraham Lincoln are, people are wanting to tear down statues of Abraham Lincoln because of race issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, I find that really ironic. Abraham Lincoln died because he decided to free the slaves. He was murdered by, uh, Booth, John Wilkes Booth, um, because Booth did not agree with, uh, Abraham Lincoln's philosophy of letting other people be treated as people um and yeah. the emancipation statue in washington dc the mayor has actually said we should tear that down and replace it with uh, harriet tubman and harriet tubman is a an amazing figure but you're putting a, another great person in just replacing another somebody else and i don't think abraham lincoln did something so bad to warrant the destruction of, of his statue. Um, yeah, and all the biographies of Harriet Tubman I've read kind of portray her as almost bad in a way. She prioritized getting her family out, which I mean, that's fine. That That's right? completely I'm, understandable. I'm that's that's, that's only human. I, I... But, at same, but at the same time, she didn't... She obviously cared about slavery. She was an escaped slave, but... It almost seems to me that she wasn't the hero that everyone wants to portray her as, but more so just a person trying to save their family. Well, she also, and, yes. I think, went back six times over the border in order to get more slaves out, um, which definitely is heroic. And there should be numerous statues of Harriet Tubman in and around D.C. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely and not saying that she should. She's have a very statues. important That's... person in U.S. history because of what she did in order to help slaves. I just wouldn't argue that she's as important to the degree that Abraham Lincoln was actually signing the executive order that freed the slaves. Yeah, and that's the point I'm trying to raise, is that yeah. she was just not as important as Abraham Lincoln was. And it's not because of he was white or he was male, it's because... Of he what he actually did, yeah. And partially um, because of how he died. Yeah. And statues of, like, George Washington being torn down, I find that completely stupid, because he was one of the people who in the um when they were forming the constitution 
was arguing for the freedom of slaves. He owned slaves, but he was prepared to remove them, his own slaves. I know. And and didn't he free his slaves before his, didn't he free his slaves before his death? Huh? I, I, I thought George Washington freed his slaves before his death, or was that I believe he freed them at his death. Okay. Um, Maybe he wrote it in his will. I honestly don't know. I'll check that after. Yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to talk about on in this? Um I think in, back in 2017, when people were starting to tear down Confederate monuments, a lot of people said, hey, this is going to turn into tearing down the Founding Father statues. This is going to turn into tearing down everyone who made this country what it is. And it it is. Those people were right. Yeah. It's turned into tearing down everyone who had a major part in creating the country. And if you want to go hear more about that, again, I have an, a different episode on it. Um, yeah, I mean, that goes more in detail. Yeah, I, I, I just find it rather ironic that people are trying to quote-unquote cancel the Founding Fathers and I know. Abraham Lincoln. I know. And Teddy Roosevelt, I think he had the highest approval rating out of any American president, past yeah. and present. So. Yeah, and one of the most respected and revered presidents in history. I know. People don't read history, I guess, because... Guess not. They just... Yeah, you remember that thing called a history book? Huh? You remember that thing called a history book? I, I I remember one a couple of years back. Yeah, I think I might have heard one of those once. Never read one though. Yeah. No, who reads who reads books anymore, guys? <laughs> I know. Okay, what would you like to talk on next? Um. Ah. Uh, you want to talk about Antifa? Ah, uh, and... sure. Sure. So, the thing about Antifa is that Antifa is like a, they're like a democratic, I guess, group trying I w- to... I would say they're a leftist group. You... Yeah, I wouldn't say democratic party. They have no affiliation with the democratic Although party. Although the democratic party is, is kind of shifting group. toward their ideals nowadays. Um, yeah. You do have to make a distinction now, which is ridiculous. Uh, I feel like Antifa, anti-fascism, that's, that's what they are. That's yeah. what they say they are. In reality, they're just fascism. Yeah. And I'm not, this isn't, like, this is a critique of their organization. I'm not making a joke. I'm serious. The critique of their organization is that they are fascists. They undermine free speech and other important rights of our society for their own gain. Correct. And they don't like anyone speaking out against them. I know Andy Ngo was attacked in Portland because he was a journalist. Yeah, they're anti-freedom of the press. Uh, I watched a video where um, Hunter Avalon, you may know him as he's a popular YouTuber, um, centrist YouTuber, mm-hmm. um, and he went to a uh, free speech rally, I yeah. guess, where Antifa was present, and they were waving like flags in front of his the camera mm-hmm. and threatening him. That's so the funniest not only thing. Are they undermining I, I think free I... speech, but they're undermining freedom of the press. I know. Which are two things that a democratic society relies on. I know. And I actually think I watched that video yesterday for the first time, completely randomly. Yeah. <laughs> How's that for um, ironic? Any other topics? Um, more against Antifa. I do think Trump was right to label them as a de- uh, domestic terrorist organization. They have taken part in these riots. They have been attacking yeah, I people. Think Antifa has made itself clear that it doesn't care about the rights of norm of people. It just cares about the rights of its. Of it. Its members, yeah. 
Not, yeah. e- not even necessarily its members, just the organization itself. Yeah. Um, so, next thing, I think we should talk about the actual Black Lives Matter organization. Not necessarily the movement or the message. I think we can both agree that the message yeah. that Black, Black Lives Matter, Matter is absolutely true. to Antifa only cares about itself and no one else. Yeah. It does not care about Black lives or Black issues. It, I, I think I made it clear in our original conversation about, at the start of the video yeah, that I do did. not believe that Black Lives Matter, as, a, as an organization, actually cares about Black lives. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. I think they care about personal gains for themselves, and they'll use violence, which is absolutely... I hate the idea of violence being used for political gain. It is one of the most despicable things in modern politics that has happened in ye- for years. Um, yeah. I feel like any far um, left or right-leaning group... Mm-hmm. That uses should- violence for I- its own gain should absolutely be almost shunned from... Main conversations yeah. because it's simply and, unacceable in this country, and yeah, more arrests I find it need very to be made. Odd that Black Lives Matter, because it's called Black Lives Matter, is excused for using violence. I know, and I find that just to be rather disgusting and a very telling thing about our society that just because that if you say you care about Black people, doesn't mean you care about Black people. But if you say it, then you're views and your actions are just excused yeah. by a lot of people. Yeah, and a video actually came out um, from 2015 that shows uh, one of the leaders, one of the co-founders of Black, the Black Lives Matter organization saying that she and the rest of her uh, group leaders were actually trained Marxist, um, yeah. well-versed um, in dismantling systems. I've seen response videos and videos on that and I've seen a lot of people in comment sections on YouTube talking about that and they say although all this time they say you can't you have to separate the organization from the person but when the person formed the organization you can't separate them they're, they're unless one unless the organization has moved away from the ideals of the right. founder um but I don't not in this the case has moved away from that no it's it is not thing it was. it's um, it's still as, as far as marxism goes so c- communism has improved to be ineffective and useless yeah. as a government strategy in fact dangerous to its own people as the highest reports count 110 million people killed by communism over the past um century yeah really is sad to see the state of things as it is right now with uh, no one caring yeah. about anyone but themselves and yeah I a penchant agree. for violence just destroying things and being protected protected for it because of something you said mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of issues in society that people just ignore and those issues sometimes tend to, to be the most important yeah all and, right thanks um, for the debate it was a great debate okay actually uh, if you don't mind i have one more question i think i already know your answer sure. it, um on it's... your on the top of my screen it says there's only one minute left oh um, you're right uh this will be really quick, though. Uh, do you think that all white people are racist? Absolutely not. Okay, and with that said, I guess we'll end the debate there. Thank you, Travis, um, for uh, coming on the show, and thank you all for listening.